0: Hello, you're listening to the Secret Keepers Club podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So, so happy to have you here. My name is Carly Aquilino, and this week we're going to try and get right into your questions that you sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com, because last week I was yap, yap, yapping away about the damn royal interview interview and we got sidetracked and we derailed and then we did two episodes. So I'm gonna try and bust all of these out as as quickly as as I can, not as quickly as I can. I don't want you guys to think I'm rushing you, but we're gonna try and get to as many of them as possible. And I am filming this or recording this rather at a reasonable hour. So if it goes a little long, that's okay too. Um, I just recorded about 15 minutes of an episode and then my mic cut out. So I'm starting over again. I have noticed that there have been some technical issues. Like you guys have been noticing that there are things that are in the description that aren't in the episodes. Um, so if that happens, I'm sorry. I'm trying to iron that out with Chris right now. It happened again, uh, one of the episodes last week. So I don't know what that is. And since my mic cut out, I was like, let me not risk this. I'm gonna just start, you know, rocking and rolling again. So here we freaking are. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about a couple things. Number one, my mom called me last week. And she, you know, my mom does these things and, and this is not a surprise, um, but she'll click on those clickbaity articles that you see on like TMZ.com that are like, if this is in your mouth, you're going to die. Right. So she'll read those and then she'll call me to tell me to, to be careful and to, and you know, to check my mouth or whatever the specific instance is. And last week we were on the phone and she said she was nervous about something. And I said, what are you nervous about? And she said, uh, quicksand. So I was like, okay, um, let's, let's kind of unpack that here. And she said, well, I read an article about how quicksand is everywhere and I want you to be careful. And I was like, I, I mean, thank you. I think I should be fine since I'm not a cartoon You know, I don't live in a cartoon. I'm not like a rascal coyote or anything, you know, or a mischievous, maybe a wolf or something. I'm pretty sure I'm clear of quicksand. And she's like, no, it's real. Somebody got stuck in it and X, Y, and Z, which I'm not denying that quicksand exists, you know, but I also do live in Brooklyn, New York. So we don't even have sand where I'm at. we we actually don't even have grass. So I think I'm I think I'm all set, but just from the desk of Ellen, um I want you guys to be careful in case you know you're you go out one day and next thing you know you're living in a comic strip. And you might want to watch out for Anvils too in that in that case. So anywho also the other day I was uh I went on this rant on Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram you already know what I'm talking about. Um I was talking to my friend when we went out to dinner about, (laughs) about, uh, about when we were little and we would have, you know, be at a party or be with friends or cousins or whoever you're with and girls in, in our, I think it was a generational thing. I don't think it was just me. I don't think it was just my friend. I think it was any millennial girl probably, um we thought we were witches because we watched the craft, we watched charms, right? And we would have things like séances, we would get the Ouija board out and try and like, you know, talk to ghosts and we would play that game called light as a feather stiff as a board. Now, light as a feather stiff as a board is one girl's laying down and everybody else puts one finger each, like one finger on each hand under her body, right? And you say, light is a feather, stiff is a word. And then the girl's supposed to levitate. So here's, here's what's going on at the party when this is happening. Number one, there's always one bitch that swears she sees the girl levitating. There's always another girl that swears she once levitated when she did this with other friends, right? And you kind of believe her because you're like, I don't know why she would lie. Well, guess what? She was always lying. Um, there's always a girl who's very Christian. That's like crying in the corner because she's like, this is, this is not okay. This is not okay. Um, and it's just so funny to me. Like I've been thinking about it so much because I'm like, it's so funny to me that we would, we would play this game and be convinced that somebody was, was levitating off the ground because of a chant we were doing. And then five seconds later, we would be like, okay, like, do you want pizza? We should probably eat pizza now. It's just wild to me. And also the difference. I think we were probably the last generation that was doing wacky shit because kids now, I mean, what do they have? They have iPads, they have freaking iPhones, they have TikTok, they have crystals, they got essential oils, they do their makeup really nice. Like these little girls don't even understand that we used to at parties, we didn't have all that shit. Okay. We had to literally summon demons to come visit us at our, at our freaking birthday parties. We we would get a Ouija board out and beg the devil to visit. Can you imagine? Oh, it's so funny. And doing that, uh, and doing that, what, what was it? Candyman in the mirror. And and honestly, I just got the chills even thinking about that because that kind of still scares me. <laughs> Candyman, man bloody mary oh hell no i'm not summoning that bitch i would wh- you stay where you're at mary i don't want you in my damn bathroom the hell out of here god that was so it's just so funny i was hysterical talking about it i mean i like i thought i was gonna throw up it was one of those laugh sessions sessions that i had Ooh, that was so damn funny girl did, did you guys used to summon the devil too what was that about? It was from that movie, The Craft, right? So fucking funny. Um, all right, let's get into some emails here. So this one's called, Carly, please help. Should I break up with my boyfriend? Fuck, Mary kill's included. Uh-oh. Okay, here we go. Dear Carly and Robert, love you so much. Kiss you right on the lips. I'm a longtime fan since Girl Code. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, You once read one of my poop story emails on the pod and it changed my life. probably it probably changed my life too. There, sister. (laughs) Uh, But now I need advice. I've been with my boyfriend for three years. We've had an okay relationship with lots of ups and downs. I was 21 when we started dating through college and getting a master's degree. So I was pretty busy. We hardly go out, which again is fine since I was busy. We don't really do much and we fight about little things. I felt like I had to walk on eggshells and carefully tell him things so that he wouldn't get mad. I know what you're thinking. You're like, girl, this is so toxic. And I know no girl, but we have had some really good times too. We've had a lot of fun together and we're goofy. So it's not all bad. So recently I realized this is toxic and I tried to leave. He immediately got upset and asked for a second chance. And he said that he would show me that he's not this person. He blamed a lot on the pandemic and whatnot, but I'm like, sir, that has nothing to do with this. So it's been about a week since we talked and I gave him a second chance. He's being so loving and trying so hard, but my heart really isn't in it. Even writing this, I know what I need to do, but it's hard. I need help. How do I break this off? Do I just say that it isn't fair for him since I'm not into it? That I'm not quote unquote giving up. We just grew apart because we both deserve a happy relationship. Please help. I'm confused. Uh, Okay. Girl, it sounds like you know exactly what to do. You know exactly what to say. I, I think that we need to stop because I've done this too, where it's like a lot of things are bad in a relationship. And I'm like, oh, well, we've had some good times. I mean, I would hope that you would have some good times. You know, nobody's in a relationship that has been all bad. The good times are what keep us hanging on. So don't give that much thought and don't have that as an excuse of why you should stay with this person. Um, you're ready to go. You're ready to leave and you know it. It's not because of one particular thing. It's not because of the way that he behaves. It's about a, a cluster of things, which it that's when you know you got to walk away. Um, I think that what you're going to say is perfect, but I think you also need to frame it as this is not an option. This is what's happening. Because it seems like the first time you tried to break it off with him, and I completely understand where he's coming from too, where it's like he wanted you to give it another chance. You don't even want to do the the next chance. Um, So you have to present it to him as like, this is what I want. And of course, it's going to be hard for the both of you, but you know what you want. Why are you going to stay in something just to appease somebody else? Um, And I also will say something about... uh, You know, you're saying, well, he's been so good and loving and trying so hard for this last week since we had this talk. Girl, I'm sorry. I've lived that life. I could write the damn book on it. That shit doesn't last forever. Okay. They're good for a couple months and then it goes back to the old ways and you end up kicking yourself in the ass going, well, I I wanted to leave a couple months ago, but I didn't. And now we got to start over at square one again. So, and that's not the scenario in every instance, but I would say the majority of times that that happens, you know, it takes a lot for somebody to really fundamentally change. And you could do a little act for a little while, but at the end of the day, the person you're in a relationship with is gonna see your true colors again, unless you do some real, real work on yourself. Um, uh, So I think you're doing the right thing. And also, I just wanna say this, and this just goes for a lot of thing, a lot of breakups, a lot of relationships. And I was just talking about it today with one of my friends, like, don't confuse comfort and familiarity with love and happiness. Because it's not the same thing. I think that that's what keeps us with people sometimes. That's what keeps us in these relationships where we're like, I know he's not the one, I know this isn't the person for me, but... I don't want to go through the pain of a breakup or I don't want to hurt this person. Or, you know, there are a million reasons. There are a million reasons why it's easier to stay with somebody than it is to break up with them. But I think, you know, deep down, the truth is that you're not happy. So when that happens, it sucks, but you got to move on. And the sooner you can do it the better because that my friends is some quicksand, you know, you're unhappy in a relationship. This might've been what Ellen was talking about. You're unhappy in a relationship. And then next thing you know, you've been dating for for another two fucking years. Tack that on to the last amount you guys were together. You know? You gotta, you gotta get out when you when you feel it. Um, but I think you're doing the right thing. And I think that's a good way to say it to him is like, why would you want to be with somebody that isn't a hundred percent in this? You know? Uh, okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Okay. Where did the, uh, uh, sorry, you guys, you know, I, I really do prepare. I promise you I prepare and I promise you, I try and sort these emails out before. Um, and then next thing, you know, here, here we are. Okay. Let's do this one. This one is called Age Gap Relationships. Hi, sister. Love you in this podcast so much. Been following you since the red hair girl code phase and you're truly doing so amazing, sweetie. Smooches to you and baby boy Robert. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, Okay, here we go. I guess I'm not even sure the entire purpose of this message, but I'm just hoping to hear some insight. I'm currently in an age gap relationship and I use the word relationship loosely. He's 17 years older than me. I'm 26, he's 43. Long story short, we met in December of 2018. I was living in another state at the time, but came home to visit for Christmas. We hit it off really well, continued to quote unquote date for a few months in parentheses. This was really via text and a couple of visits because I was still in another state a thousand miles away and he started to back off and was hesitant about us, blah, blah, blah. I ended up moving back to my home state in June 2019 as planned, where we picked up right where we left off, hooking up and dates every weekend. Uh, We weren't seeing other people. He then took me on a tropical vacay for my birthday. At this point, it's been a year, so I thought, so I finally brought up the quote unquote, what are we conversation. He still seemed hesitant, but we agreed to just see how things go and move forward. Then the pandemic hit and we quarantined together. I basically have lived at his house this entire pandemic, still do, which is actually going surprisingly well. I got a puppy who he's like a second parent to, and we very much live a quote unquote relationship life together. But it's been over a year now since the talk and neither of us have brought anything else up. No talks on moving forward, a label, moving in together, et cetera. It's just a strange scenario that I've never been in before. We've never even met each other's families and have very minimal friends. I have no idea what he even sees for himself. Does he want a wife, kids, buy a house with somebody, travel? I don't know. And I'm afraid to ask because he's been such a brat um, about serious, tough conversations. But why the hell should I be afraid to ask these things? I think deep down, I know he probably isn't the one, but I'm going to be heartbroken when it ends. So I'm avoiding the talk since I feel like it'll lead to our breakup. I could go into much more detail about our relationship dynamic, but for now, I guess I'm wondering if age gap relationships can actually work. And by age gap, I mean, 15 years plus, um, sometimes it doesn't even feel like our gap is that big, but other times I'm like, uh, yeah do you know anybody who is in one and who's the oldest you date uh, what's the oldest you date ps he's never been engaged or married before and has no kids okay and then she gives some fuck mary kills so here's the thing sister i don't want this to come off harsh here but you have been with this guy since you since it was 2018 been at least somewhat you know you guys started talking in 2018 you were casually dating seeing each other you started it then and now it's 2021 and you still don't know where his head is at um and not for nothing the fact that you've been living in his house for a year and don't know what he wants from the relationship and you guys haven't had that talk is insane to me that's not first date conversation girl but that's you know I would say first few months when you really start liking someone, you got to have that conversation because otherwise, guess what? If we don't want the same things in our lives, I have to walk away. And I'd rather do that in the beginning than, than four years down the road. So I understand that it's an annoying conversation to have. I understand that you're kind of avoiding it because he's going to, he might tell you something you don't want to hear. But why are you wasting your own time here? Uh, Because you, if he's not the one then somebody else is and it's okay and it's okay to be sad about it. Of course, you're going to be sad about it, you know? Um, but I will, I think there also is something to be said about the age difference, right? Like some men date younger women and it's just kind of like, it's a random thing. It might be like they're, they meet, they're attracted to each other, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then some guys date younger women because they know that they have a, they can buy some time before they have to have a conversation about settling down. Right. He met you when you were what you're 26 now, girl, you know, I'm going to fuck up this math. You're 26 is 20, 20, 2018, 19, 2021. 20, so you guys met when you were 23 and he was 40. So he's looking at you saying, okay, this is a young girl. Um, I'm going to have a few years at least before we have to have the conversation about settling down or getting married or having kids. And I think that there are guys that do that, you know, purposefully. Because men think that when we're 30, all of a sudden on our 30th birthday, we're, we want to get pregnant and we want to have kids and it has to be their specific sperm. Men really are out here thinking that that when we turn 30, they're obligated to give us a baby if they're in a relationship with us as if we can't get sperm any as if we can't get sperm from a bank and i'm not even talking about a sperm bank i'm talking about just the regular bank like (laughs) girl you're telling me i can't walk into bank of america with my green eyeliner on and get preckles right away come on sister Come on men, men act like their specific. They're, like their sperm is, is rare. You think I can't go shake my ass at a TD bank and get, and get a guy's number. The TD bank Ameritrade. Come on, girl. I might even show up in my little cowboy boots to a teacher's federal credit union and see what is and fuck around and find out. Okay. If we wanted to get pregnant, we we don't need your specific. Don't flatter yourself, okay? Don't do me any favors here, buddy. Anywho, I think that was a personal rant. I don't think that had anything to do with your question, but it kind of does. Um, because I think that he is avoiding this conversation with you. He thinks he has you know more time to buy, and he might not. He might be noncommittal. He might be a guy that doesn't ever want to get married. He might be a guy that doesn't ever want to have kids, which is all okay, but he has to be open and honest with you about it because you are spending time with him. You guys aren't seeing other people. So it's like, you're wasting time if you guys don't want the same things. He has to be open and honest with you about his intentions for the relationship, what he wants in his future. And and that's it. And you deserve to know that. So I don't believe in this tiptoeing around bullshit that we all feel like we have to do for, with people that we're dating. Um, whether it's a man or a woman, like be open and honest and upfront with someone. And if they don't like it, then I have news for you. It's, they're probably not the one to begin with. Because if they were, they would at least give you the decency of being comfortable having a, a conversation, which by the way, is an adult conversation. And as a 43-year-old man, he should be fucking okay with talking about things. You know, this is not some 22-year-old 20, guy out here skateboarding, doing fucking, you know, what are they called, ollies? Or is that a bike? I don't know. I'm old. But this isn't some young guy. This is a grown man. He should be old enough and mature enough to have a conversation with somebody that he's been living with for a year and girl, I'm sorry too. Like, I hate, hate, hate to say this. And I feel like I'm being hard on you. I hope I'm not being too hard on you. I'm just talking to you. Like, I would want somebody to be talking to me um, or how I would talk to a friend. But like, if you're avoiding having the conversation because you feel like you're going to break up after it, then the conversation is eventually going to happen and you're eventually going to break up. Like, I, the outcome of it is not going to be different depending on what day you have the conversation, whether you have it tomorrow or whether you have it in six months. Um, if, if he doesn't want a relationship with you, then it's his loss and, and you move on and you, and you find someone that that does want to be in a relationship and and can commit and can give you the things that you want. I mean, I don't know what you want either, but it seems like you want more from him than he's willing to give you right now. And I'm sorry, girl, but the fact that you've been living in this man's fucking house and you don't know if he's your boyfriend? I mean, come on. Come on. You've been living in this guy's house. You you've been shitting in his toilet. You've been showering in his shower. You've been cleaning the dishes, right? You've been going to the grocery store. In the beginning of the pandemic, you were you guys were going going to the grocery store like it was the fucking apocalypse and you were buying goddamn paper towels together. Okay? And cans of beans, right? You lived through a lot together. I think he owes you the conversation. And if not, you move out and you bring your little dog, and you're like Dorothy. Next thing you know, freaking no place like home, right? Please keep us updated on this. Um, also, to answer your question, what's the oldest I date? You know, I would I would of course date a guy in his 30s. Thir- I wouldn't date anybody younger than me. I wouldn't date a guy in his 20s. Um I would date a guy in his 30s. I think late 30 mid to late 30s would probably be ideal for me. Um but really what I think is ideal is is early to mid 40s. I think it's like the sweet spot for me. I don't know. I think 40 I think a good 10 year age difference would be good because to me if you're 40 and you don't have your shit together Get the fuck out of my face. I want some, and this is like going to sound so mean, maybe that I'm even saying this. I don't know. I hope not. But at 40, a guy should have figured it out at that point. You know, it's not like, oh, well, yeah, maybe I, I mean, I do this for a living, but maybe I also want to be a photographer. You know what I'm saying? Or, oh, maybe I also want to be a DJ. It's like at 40, you better not be fucking, you got to know what you're doing at that point, cause I don't have time for this shit, you know? And, and, and it sounds fucked up, but it's like, you know, and I, and I never have a problem with somebody like having a goal or a dream, even if it seems out of reach or maybe even like unrealistic, I'm cool with all of that. You know, I want you to do what you want to do. I want you to do what makes you happy. Even if you have a great job and you're like, I want to quit and do art or whatever. I understand that. And like I support that because I'm a creative person. I work in a creative industry. And I think that I would, you know, I wouldn't be as happy as I am if I, if I didn't do what I do for a living. So I would always want anybody to chase after that. But if you're 40 and you don't know, you gotta be kidding me at that point. So I want, um, I think I want someone that's, you know what? How about this? I don't give a fuck how old you are. Just don't don't be all over the place. You know, I keep saying this, but I'm like, the bar is in hell at this point. I don't want to support anybody. I don't want to fucking like, I, I don't know. I sound terrible. Do I sound terrible? No, I don't. Um, you know, I just don't, I don't know. Just as long as you got a pulse and has some idea of what's going on in your own life, then, then we could talk. I don't care. I don't care. But I think 40 is a sweet spot for me because they seem to be a lot more mature. You know, when I, was in my, when I was in my early 20s, I thought, oh, guys in their mid to late 20s are so much more mature. And then you get to that age, you're like, no, they're not. And then you're like, oh, guys in their 30s are so more, more mature. No, they're not. So I don't know, maybe I'll date a 60-year-old. I really don't care at this point. I'm kind of just like, I want someone that's given up. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But honestly, yeah. Honestly, see if I won't shake my ass at a fucking chase. You know what I'm saying? See that I won't do that. All right. At a, at a fucking Capital One, show up in, in a little pair of cowboy boots, trot my ass into a Capital One, see how many boyfriends I get. And I go up to the teller and I'm like, he goes, what can I do for you? I said, I, w- I would like someone to make a deposit. okay. Anywho. (laughs) Okay. This one says, do I date someone because they have sent me a selfie with Carly Aquilino? Wow. Okay. I want to hear more about this. I matched with some guy on Bumble last week and I stalked his Instagram and he was a mutual friend with you. I thought to myself, this is my end to become real life friends with Carly. I'm one step closer. Of course, the first question I asked him was, how do you know Carly? He proceeds to send me a selfie with you. Apparently he worked on set uh, of the live girl code with you years ago, but he hasn't spoken to you about five years. So there's my answer. You're not good enough friends with him for me to date him. If it was meant to be, he would have told me he was with you last night and I'd ask him to get on one knee and we'd get hitched the next day. I'm half serious, half kidding, but this is a true story. Wow. Okay. I'm going to need you to send me a follow up email and let me know who this is because it could could be a really great guy. Could be a really great guy. And I'll tell you if he's a good guy or if he's a fucking, if he's a freaking weirdo. Okay. Because if he's a little, if, if I've met him and I know him and he's a little cutie who could it be oh boy who could it be i'm trying to think though oh my god there was one guy that oh no never mind never mind he's married now he's married now but he was a hottie okay there was one guy that was a hottie but actually i don't even think he was for girl code live i don't even know every all the years the year every time is a flat circle you guys but please do let me know who the guy is and i'll tell you if you should go on a date with him or not um because honestly, like, I feel like good about this. I feel like I could be a little matchmaker. I, I'm, I'm a good matchmaker, I think. Okay. This one says, slap me out of this. Sorry, but this is a long one, but I need major advice. And I opened it. It's really not long. I mean, we've got some longies on Secret Keepers Club in the past. This one is not that long. I need real uncut raw not sugar-coated advice about two years ago I went on one date with this guy we really hit it off the vibe was really good and we ended our night making out in the parking lot Ooh, were you at Chili's Ooh, I want to make up I want to make out with someone at a Chili's parking lot hell yeah girl I want to be kissing a guy and I'm gonna go Ooh, de- <laughs> ooh, we're <laughs> Oh, we had so much queso. It's lingering. I don't know why, but making out in a parking lot reminds me of Chili's parking lot. I don't know why. I probably made out with somebody in a fucking Chili's before. I don't know. I'm sure I have. Anywho. I remember going home and screaming out of excitement In my bathroom Then something happened I freaked out I made a million excuses as to why I didn't like him He became too quote-unquote positive And I know what you're thinking How is too positive a thing? But it is I ended up making an excuse every time he wanted to hang out And eventually he stopped asking He did, however, show up to my friend's birthday Which was so sweet And we kissed again In parentheses But I was super drunk And then we didn't talk for months Again, my fault Last February 2020 I texted him my regrets He told me he has a girlfriend so I let it go I really didn't think about him for months uh, but then he'd randomly message me on Instagram and send me pictures every time he passed the restaurant we had our first kiss on oh at Chili's you kiss at Chili's I'm going with this narrative and I don't fucking care if it's true or not even though I feel like it was somewhere classier like the Olive Garden anywho So it became confusing, like you have a girlfriend, but you're giving me mixed signals here and you definitely shouldn't be sending me this type of stuff because if I was your girlfriend, I would not be happy. Fast forward to this past November, he FaceTimed me and I found out that him and his girlfriend broke up. Not going to lie, I was so happy. He told me all about their relationship and how toxic it was and how he wasn't happy. Then we didn't talk for a month. I thought it was weird, so I texted him in December to check in as a friend well he told me they were back together i had a feeling needless to say i stopped talking to him anyway i was passing by the restaurant last week so i sent him a pic of it and he replied we went through some small chit chat and then it ended now i'm here wondering if they broke up as i stalk her instagram because there's no way of me knowing that because she hasn't posted him basically what i want to ask is how do i just move on and stop let, and stop getting my hopes up I keep wishing that he's going to text me one day and magically tell me that he has feelings for me, but I also can't put my life on hold waiting for that to ever happen again. I can't get him out of my head lately and I've told him multiple times in the last year how stupid I was during that time and he really doesn't say anything on his end. It's clear he doesn't have those feelings for me and honestly, maybe he never did. He could have just been a fuck boy and wanted to hook up, but I never let myself get the answer to that because I'm too quick and now I'm sitting here wondering what if. Okay, Um, all right. Here's kind of, this is kind of a confusing situation for, I'm going to explain why in a second. Here's how I'm reading this. I'm reading this as you really weren't into this guy to begin with, because even though he was great and he was cute and you guys made out at Chili's and all of this shit, right? I get it. I get that he has all these likable redeeming qualities, but if you- really really liked him there would be no way that you would have just sat on that it's it's just not what would have happened if you really really like someone if you really have feelings for someone you're not gonna let your ego or whatever type of you know non-committal tendencies you have or or some type of like you know some type of complex, not complex. I don't want to, I don't want to say complex, but some type of thing where you're like pushing people away when they're trying to get close to you and X, Y, and Z, all of that goes away. If you really, really like someone. And I'm saying this as somebody who like, I can read people pretty well when I'm dating. Right. So like, I can tell just by the way I talk to somebody after a date, if they are really into me or not. And that, and, and I could just tell, If you have to wonder, they don't like you, right? And hey, you wanna know what? It's a tough pill to swallow and I've learned it the hard way and we all gotta learn it the hard way. But if you have to wonder if somebody likes you, they don't really, really like you. And I feel like you're the person you're that you were kind of that person to him where it was like, you really you didn't really, really like him. You thought he was a great guy. And hey, sometimes there I mean, I've been out with people who I'm like, wow, he's so handsome. He's so talented. He's so this he's so that and then at the end of the day, I go, hey, he doesn't float my fucking boat. You know, and I'm sure plenty of guys have been out on, on a date with me and they say, hey, she's so absolutely stunning and gorgeous and funny. And she has a cute little baby cat named Robert and she has a quite the collection of vintage cowboy boots. But hey, it it's not the, it's not the, what what, <laughs> what is the phrase? It's not the motion. It's not the size of the boat. It's the motion in the ocean. I don't even know if that has anything to do with it. That was probably a bad reference saying to say, but I'm sure people have been out with me and I'm just not their cup of tea and it's fine. You know, that's what dating is. That's what it is. But at the end of the day, if you really cared about them, if you really liked them, um, you wouldn't uh you wouldn't have sat on it and the reason why you're feeling this way is because he has a girlfriend and that's why you can't stop thinking of him and that's why you can't get him out of your head because you can't have him but let's face it if he didn't have a girlfriend and you guys made out at a freaking applebees guess what girl you wouldn't talk to him for a few months and i'm telling you that because that's probably we're, that's just probably what would happen uh, cuz that's just the way the cookie crumbles so i think that you're upset because he's with somebody and he's unattainable. And when people are unattainable, that's what makes them attractive. And that's what makes us want to be with them. But if he had a girlfriend, you probably, if he didn't have a girlfriend, you probably would just hang out maybe one time and be like, yeah, you know, I never really liked him. If I did, I would have spent more time on it in the first place. So I'm sorry. You said you wanted the cold, hard truth and that's it, you know? And again, Hey, I've, I've been on both sides of it. I've been on both sides of it. Don't get me wrong. And again, I'm sure plenty, plenty of guys I've been out with probably say, wow, oh my God, she's a freaking model. Like she's literally a model. But then they're like, Hey, you know what? She's not the one for me. And that's okay. I'm not mad at them. I have Robert. I'm getting another cat soon. Another little kitten. He's cute. So that's, that's how I'm reading that one sister. I I hope you, I hope you figure it out. Um, But I really think that you're just you just need to go on one date with another guy and then you'll be literally over it because that's just the way that's just the way it always works out. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our sponsors. First up, we have Apostrophe. This episode is sponsored by Apostrophe, a prescription skincare company for people that are ready to take their acne seriously apostrophe makes it easy to see a bird certified dermatologist online simply fill out apostrophes online questionnaire about your skin concerns and medical history snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will get back to you with a customized treatment plan tailored just for you apostrophe offers topical and oral medications, so you can treat your acne from the inside out and outside in plus apostrophe can help you hit your other skincare goals like reducing redness wrinkles and even dark spots you guys know i'm all about things that make my life more convenient and I want to go to as little doctor appointments in person as possible so this sounds amazing you can get $15 off your first visit with a board certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com secret keepers and use our code secret keepers this code is only available to our listeners to get started just go to apostrophe.com slash secret keepers and click begin visit then use the code secret keepers at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit that's a p o O S T R O P H E dot com slash secret keepers and use that code secret keepers to get your dermatology visit for fifteen dollars off. And we thank Apostrophes for sponsoring this podcast and HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. With HelloFresh, you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. No more stressful meal planning or grocery store trips. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All their recipes are tested and designed by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity hello fresh is also 28 percent cheaper than your shopping at your local grocery store and 72 percent cheaper than a restaurant without sacrificing the quality you can easily change your delivery days or food preferences and skip a week whenever you need you guys I know this hello fresh ad like the back of my hand because I've loved them for a long time they love us they love you, you love them. Anything that makes my life easier, anything that has to do with cooking and kind of switching it up in the kitchen, because you know me, I'm always just kind of throwing stuff together. Um, I absolutely love it. And they always, uh, you know, have really delicious food. And th- th- I've never been disappointed. You can go to HelloFresh.com slash Secret Keepers 12 and use code Secret Keepers 12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Secret Keepers 12 and code Secret Keepers 12 for 12 free Meals, including free shipping. Okay, we have an update for the email that was on last week, the Monday episode called I'll Take the Ring and the Jizz Please was the title of the email about a girl who was with a guy um, for a while and they had both decided that they were going to eventually get married and have kids in that order. And then, next thing you know, this guy doesn't want to get married and he doesn't know what he wants in their relationship after she spent all this time with him. So, let's see. Okay. This one says update. Thanks so much for reading my long ass email on the last podcast. Here's some answers to your questions. What did I eat at the cheesecake factory? I had Cajun jambalaya pasta and tiramisu cheesecake. Oh my God. Cajun jambalaya pasta. I don't know that I've ever had that, but I know that the next time I visit the factory, that's what I'm going to have. And tiramisu cheesecake does sound interesting. Doesn't it? Because I really like tiramisu, but you guys know how I feel about cheesecake. I don't believe that it is cake, and I think it's more of a curd pie. But anywho... Update After that terrible day, I calmly left the apartment and told him it's over because I'm not going to wait for him to make up his mind about me. I spent a week at my sister's house to think. I can't afford an apartment by myself right now. And although she offered me to move in with her and her husband, she lives outside of Houston. So it's not really helpful because my job requires me to drive a lot on the opposite side of town, which is far in parentheses. My current apartment is in the city. So I just need to stay there for now. I came back to the apartment and this fool packed up half my shit. What I'm sorry, me (sighs) scoozy. Am I going to get tight or is this an email going to make me start smoking cigarettes again? This fool packed up half my shit because I told him I wanted to leave and he was just, quote unquote, trying to be helpful. 31. He's 31 years old. I told him to put it back until I find somewhere else to go. He, po- he apologized and put it all back. I tried to get him to explain his feelings a little further, but all I got was a dry, ass, dry as hell response. Uh, and it seemed more like he was just agreeing with everything that I was saying trying his dumb life coach strategies with me, and it didn't work. I'm surprised he has clients literally paying him hundreds of dollars for life coaching. He needs to coach the shit out of his own life. It was like talking to a robot. He confirmed that he hasn't changed his mind, and he agrees that we should split up. He said he, quote unquote, hoped that helped clarify things. I laughed and just said no, but just stop, and that's last we spoke of it. I think you're right about me sparing his feelings. I just stopped trying to figure him out altogether. I'm constantly draining my beautiful soul, LOL. Girl, that's how I feel about this whole scenario. It's like, let's not tiptoe around these motherfuckers that that literally can't even poach a fucking egg. Okay? that was the worst reference. I've, I'm just the queen of bad references today. can't even poach an egg. Hey, you know, not every man can poach an egg and that is not a requirement for somebody that we love, but I was just making it as something that was mundane. But then I realized that not, you know, poaching an egg is kind of the hardest egg to make, but anywho, you know what I mean? He can't even crack an egg. How about, Hey, you know what? Sometimes the first time isn't great, but then the second time I, I get a little bit better. Anywho, let's continue with this email before I just go completely off the fucking rails Anyway, we've been quote unquote roommates for now. I banged my previous ex and booked a two-week round trip to Phoenix next week to visit my fam and clear my head. Girl, you're already banging your ex and you're still living with your boy? Okay, sister, I hear you. I feel you. I'm with you. And you know what? I would have done the same damn thing. She said, okay, you don't know if you, okay. Well, I I got other shit I gotta do. Uh, I also have one interview there. I've been applying everywhere here and Arizona so I can leave ASAP. The situation at the apartment has not been dramatic, thankfully. It's just me constantly rolling my eyes at his indifference and him being nice to me, but we don't speak much. He just plays video games and visits clients. By the way, this dude casually asked me one day, how do you think I'm going to propose to you? What the fuck? It should be illegal to say that shit if you're not serious. Girl, I agree with you. Um, the day of the first discussion when I had emailed you, I gathered the courage and I had told him that I wasn't sure he was the one for me and that I truly love him and 100% would want to marry him. I have never done this to which he responded he wasn't sure and can't promise me something that he doesn't know yet if in two years I could figure it out I'm sure you can too buddy life lesson it was hard but I'm glad I never held back my feelings in this relationship I was open and honest till the end and I don't regret it I encourage everyone not just women to say exactly how you feel at the right time for many reasons although I'm stuck in this roommate situation thanks to my honesty I will not waste more time and I will never regret not being up front now it's on him don't know if we'll ever get back Together, but he acts like I'll always just be there. And nope, girl, hell no, you already banged your damn ex. You're you're getting that good, good sister. Um, he'll have to move mountains for me, and even then, I'd still need some more. Hopefully, I'll meet my Tom one day. Hell yeah, baby girl, you're gonna meet your Tom. Um, we probably uh, will probably not date for a while, but when I do, I'll be upfront and not on the first date girl, don't worry. What's funny is I asked a question on your story a week ago. I said, what should I ask on a first date? And you said that I should ask, do you love me? I couldn't stop laughing anyway. Love you. And everyone listening to this kiss y'all right on the lips. Okay. First of all, again, just want to circle back to this. I said this in the first time that you emailed is what you did is such a hard thing to do because I can't imagine how devastated and heartbroken, you must feel after investing so much time in somebody that told you that he wanted the same things as you. And then next thing you know, one day he just says he doesn't want those things anymore. So that must have been a really tough pill to swallow. And I give you so much credit for doing what you did because not everybody could do that. Um, especially not as quickly as you did it. I think you made the right choice. You, you know what you want. And guess what? You know what you want and you're going to get it. And we're not settling. So I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. You're doing completely the right thing. Keep banging your damn exes, girl. Hell yeah. Well, that's actually probably, that'll be an email from you probably in a few months. Like, well, I've been banging my ex since I broke up with my, you know. But hey, have fun for now. That's all life really is about. Um, Okay. Let's see here. This one says, why are men? See, I feel like this is a common email title that we get. And, and hey, guess what? I don't blame you. Okay. Hey, Carly and Robert. First of all, thank you for making me laugh every week and making this pandemic so much more fun. Love you girl. Well, thank you. I love you so much. I appreciate it. Um, Now back to the circus. That is my life. I'm in my early thirties living in Japan and I find dating life non-existent here. At the beginning of the pandemic, I changed my dating app location to overseas since there are no men around me. I swear none in parentheses proof below. Uh, So I ended up meeting someone and we've been in contact for almost a year. I'm talking daily text messages, FaceTime, call Zoom date nights. Oh my God. Um, I even virtually met a few of his friends and his parents. In the last year, we both tried to visit each other to finally get a meet in person. Unfortunately, international travel being suspended for months, we couldn't do it. He finally ended up giving up because he didn't want to wait any longer, which I understand. He has the right to be frustrated, uh, but it doesn't change the fact that it's hurtful. Building a bond for almost a year and then not seeing through when we're so much closer to the end of this shit show. How do you deal with the heartache and the sense of loss? Also, I'm un. Also him unfriending me on Facebook, what? but still following me on Instagram and watching every story. Like what? Why are men anyway, knowing that I have to pick myself up out of here and start dating again, depresses me. I think I'd feel differently if I wasn't living in Japan because the chances of meeting a man that I'm attracted to can communicate and have a banter with in English is very slim. I feel language barrier and cultural differences are too hard to overcome. I tried for five years and I just want to give up. Do I die alone? Do I let Brad Pitt push me off a cliff? Do I move? What do I do? I could really use some words of wisdom and advice. You're the best. Kiss you right on the lips, girl. Why the hell you live in Japan, sister? I want to go live in Japan with you. Hold on. She sent me her uh, dating app. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. No. There's nobody on. There's nobody on there for you. Yeah. There's nobody on there for you. Um, okay. It, I'm sure you're living in Japan for work, right? That's what I'm assuming. Um, You've been there for five years. I can imagine there being a cultural, a major cultural difference there. And you're so right about communication where it's like, you want to, you want to date somebody that you can have a, you know, easy, fluid, like banter with. So I can imagine that that's very hard. Um, I'm wondering where this guy was from, where you were, you know, this guy from overseas was from. First of all, fuck that guy. I mean, who unfriends somebody on Facebook in 2021? Like get over yourself. I never even met you, whatever, goodbye. Don't unfriend me on Facebook and then follow me on Instagram because guess what? I'm petty and I will block you on Instagram so you can never see my goddamn stories uh, for the rest of your goddamn life, okay? You will never look baby Robert in his little fluffy face again via my Instagram story because you don't get to do that. Um, I think you definitely don't give up. I mean, there has to be, you're in a really tricky situation, girl. I mean, I, if I were you, I would just, I would do one of two things. Number one, I would try and meet, is there a way? Okay. Okay. Is there a way that you could meet, this is probably such a stupid question, but I just don't know. Is there a way that you can meet American guys in Japan? You know what I'm saying? Like there has to be some type of a community of people who are from America or from, you know, maybe even other countries. I'm just assuming you're from America, but um, at, and like some type of a gathering of sorts, even if it's just on Zoom, because I know the pandemic, the panty probably shut everything down, but there has to be some type of a support group because it is such a, I, I'm sure you're not the only person there that isn't from there. There has to be some type of a group of people, right? Look it up, look that up. Okay, that's, my, that's the number one thing. And that really shouldn't be the number one thing because I don't know if it exists, but I'm just you know talking out of my ass here. Or you continue to talk to people that live overseas that will take the trip to come visit you. Or I would move. Those are your three options. Right? Because it's hard. You got to do everything digitally now anyway, because there's no like going out and going to a bar and trying to meet a guy X, Y, and Z. Um, So online is your option right now, especially because there are so many barriers in the way. Um I'm very interested in what it is that you do please let us know please. Let's go to the next one. This one says my friend is a two times home wrecker. Uh-oh. Hi, Carly and Cutie Patootie Robert. If you're reading this on your pod, thank you, girl, because I could really use your words of wisdom. I love you and your content so much. I feel like we would be best friends in real life. Kiss you right on the lips and all that jazz. So let's get right into the craziness that I am somehow involved in. So I've been best friends with this girl since we were in eighth grade. We're turning 30 this year. We did have a falling out in high school and she went behind my back and broke the girl code and hooked up with my ultimate high school crush. A whole nother story, but Later, as young adults, we put that aside and became friends again. Ooh, not the high school crush, too. Okay. She has been in a serious relationship with her baby daddy of two cute little girls for 11 years. They've had a rocky relationship. She cheated on him before, but bless his heart, he took her back. So this is where shit really hits the fan. She cheated on him again with a mutual friend at a barbecue that baby daddy was also at. What?! And the reason they got caught was because the guy's son caught them kissing. So the son went home and told his mom, AKA the guy's wife, and his wife calls my friend's baby daddy and tells him that her son, what her son just told her. And I had no idea that she was talking slash hooking up with this other guy prior to the barbecue or the quote unquote kiss until months later, the day before my wedding, when I asked her why her baby daddy wasn't attending our wedding, she was one of my bridesmaids. So when I tell you the rest of my bridesmaids and I flipped out on her, uh, after she left, flipped out after she left. We instantly Palo Santoed everything. Oh yeah, girl, that's bad juju. We did not want any bad juju cheating vibes around me for my big day, LOL. Girl, you know, I would have done the same thing. I would have been, been casting spells and I'd waving my crystals around and burning some goddamn sage at that point. Um, LOL, so that night she told us her and baby daddy are no longer together. He moved out and she was still seeing the other guy. His wife kicked him out And he has his own apartment and they're filing for a divorce. This guy is 43 and has three kids and has been married for 20 years. Oh my God, this makes me sick. (sighs) But guy supposedly broke up with my friend the day before the wedding as well. So my friend was a mess. And of course, as what best girlfriends do, you listen to your and let your friend vent. Fast forward to now, it's no secret that they're seeing each other, but it's so, okay, so they got back together her and her and the other guy that cheated. Um, It's no secret that they're still seeing each other, but it's so toxic. He's broken up with her three times and they both post on social media about each other and their feelings on Instagram. Oh my God, girl, that is so fucking cringy. Uh, My friend group is upset at her and they want absolutely nothing to do with her. And it made me distant with her as well because of all the drama. But of course, tell me how... Turns out my parents' neighbor, who was friends with my dad, the is the father of the girl that this guy was married to and cheated on her with my friend. And he calls me out when I'm about to leave my parents' house to go to Target with my husband. So my dad was already outside and I can hear the redness and embarrassment on his face because our neighbor was telling him what happened to his daughter. And they found out that I was friends with the homewrecker when they snooped on my friend's Instagram and saw pictures from my wedding. Uh, my friend, my parents' neighbor took out all of his anger and frustration on me, calling my friend a bitch slash slash slut whore and saying he's surprised that I'm even friends with somebody like that and that I should be ashamed of myself with all the pain that his daughter went through that I'm probably just like her because he saw our bikini pictures together over the summer girl what in the in the damn hell are you going through right now hold on i gotta drink some water because otherwise i'm gonna start losing my voice and i know that that's very annoying and weird okay so this this little creepy old man was looking at your bikini pictures with you and your friend and he thinks you're he thinks you're (laughs) oh okay um like what in the world dude When really me and her the complete opposite and there's nothing that can even compare I had to defend myself for a situation that I'm not even a part of and was getting accused for, and I still defended her because he pissed me off with the whole name calling and at the end of the day she's still my friend, I was getting so emotionally upset we started arguing on the damn front lawn, my husband finally just grabbed me and told me that I should get in the car. I felt horrible. He made me feel like such a terrible person in front of the two most important people in my life. When we were driving away, I heard him yell, good luck with your marriage. The fucking nerve. Uh, I wanted to talk to my dad when I got home, but he was just as embarrassed as I was. And we now know both parties involved. I told my friend about the mess that she put me through and I love her, but the choices that she's made has affected me. And as long as she's still with him, I don't want anything to do with them. I just want to make sure... I just want to make this clear as well. I was never supportive of her actions in the first place, but is this too harsh of me? Am I selfish for wanting to end this chapter of our friendship and move on because, and focus on positivity And being a newlywed, she texts me saying she misses me and she wants to get together for coffee and to talk about everything. And they aren't seeing each other. But the next thing she's posting about him on Facebook and the trip that they went on, it just sucks. We've been friends for so long, and she's already lost a lot of friends because of this. Please help a sister out. I could use some of your positive vibes being sent my way. Um, she wants to meet this weekend for coffee and I still don't have an answer to her. Uh, maybe I'll just be busy hanging out with my new friends, Carly and Robert, LOL. Big hugs and thanks for reading, girl. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I would do the same exact thing that you're doing. Here's my first red flag in the whole scenario. I think that, uh, I think that your friend, um, listen, shit happens people cheat you know it sucks it's not something it's a it's a completely terrible thing to have done to you it's a terrible thing to do to somebody but i feel like there's levels to this shit and if your friend is the type of person that's gonna go make out with somebody when she's with her kids at the party and his kids at the party and her husband at the party I think that it's a different type of person, right? This wasn't a, oh, it was an accident. It was a whirlwind. You know, I don't even know what people say when they cheat, but I'm just making, I, I'm just making that up for reference. Um, but to me, that's a whole different level. And, and I also feel like, and I don't want to be talking shit about your friend, but I also feel like it's an extremely selfish person that not only does that, but then cries on your wedding day. Um, I think that what she's dealing with this up and down back and forth is karma, um, in her relationship. And she's, she signed up for this and this is what she wanted. And I think that not, not that I think that she doesn't deserve to have friends. Of course, everybody deserves to have people that love them and people that care about them in their life. But I think that there's nothing you're going to do that's going to help the situation so i have a feeling and i don't know your friend from a hole in the wall but i have a feeling that if you were to go out to coffee with her and you were to go hang out with her she would be talking about this guy the entire time she feels very self-serving to me so she would be talking about this guy and you would have to listen to this go on and on and on after you just dealt with some verbal abuse because of her actions that you didn't support but you were still trying to be a good friend and be there for her um So to me, you know, you have to I'm not saying cut her out of your life and never talk to her again, never think about her again. But you have to back away from people that are interfering with your happiness and your positivity and your energy. Um, People need to take responsibility for their own energy. And if they don't, then you have every right to back away from them. Um, because to me, it doesn't feel like she's even a remorseful person and that she, she is even understanding of, you know, other people's feelings that that's just how I feel. If you're going to do that to your husband and to your kids and this, I don't know that she really gives a shit about what's going on with your wedding, which obviously she doesn't cause she started drama on your wedding and all of this stuff. Um, and that might be too harsh, but guess what, sister? I'm PMSing and I'm on a fucking roll. I had some espresso today as well, so that's just a that's just a fact. On period, um, but girl, it's it's tough. It's tough. Don't get me wrong. I I know it's hard to um, I know it's hard to go through things like that. And, and, you know, a friendship ending is very much like a relationship ending, but it's, it is a relationship in the sense that you need to know when to walk away and focus on yourself. Cause the only person, you know, you're the only person that you need to be focusing on you and your husband and your family and X, Y, and Z. But also let's talk about that guy. Let's talk about that girl's dad be calling like you and your friend like a hoe and and saying something about your marriage with your husband. I mean that was inappropriate too. I'm not saying that he was in the right for doing that. I mean it literally had nothing to do with you other than the fact that you know this woman. So fuck him. He's a crazy old man and he's, you know, he, he he's he's a crazy old man. Um Okay, this is going to be the last one that we jump into. This is called a response to the listener who wrote in last week. Hi, I just wanted to write a response to the girl whose boyfriend paid for her ex's Daughter's Jeep Rims. I know everyone is different with boundaries, but I wanted to give a different perspective. I grew up without a present father and with a single mother. She gave my sister and me an amazing childhood, but as somebody who worked full-time and received very little child slash emotional support from my father, there were obviously a few things lacking. She couldn't do it all. Anyway, when we started, when she started dating my now stepfather, he quickly became a wonderful father figure in many ways. Um, but one of the ways is he would help with my homework, which I desperately needed as my mom didn't have time to, and I was really struggling in school. They broke up twice before they ultimately got married. And both times he continued to offer support by helping me with my math homework. Oh girl, I'm going to cry. Um, after school, a couple of nights per week, I'm not sure whether he was dating somebody else during these breaks, but he was there for me. And it was super crucial as a kid who felt abandoned by men. I really think that his continued support of me even uh, when he wasn't with my mother, played a huge role and was so impactful. Obviously, math homework is a little different than RIMS, but I just wanted to make sure that the girl who wrote in doesn't go automatically breaking up with her boyfriend because she considers that his ex's daughter may have formed a strong bond with him. The story actually made me feel like her boyfriend is a really good respectable man for still showing up for his ex's kid, but I understand we all have different boundaries and opinions. Also, maybe her boyfriend felt guilty for leaving after forming an attachment with the daughter and he overcompensated with an inappropriately extravagant gift. I have a feeling it may not have anything to do with the ex and has everything to do with his relationship with the daughter. Anyway, love your show and all that you do to help your listeners. Girl, this is a really great perspective. And and coming from somebody that, you know, I've never been in a situation like this. I've never had like a stepfather or, you know, my parents have been together my whole life. So I don't know the dynamic or kind of the nuances between, a stepdaughter and a stepfather, et cetera. Um, so it's really good to get different perspectives like this on the podcast. And I always, always appreciate it. And I think that you make a hundred percent sense. I think it's an important bond that they formed. And I'm sure that he did feel a little bit guilty. Um, you know, maybe he wants the the girl to know that you know, he's still there for her and that he's still in her life and all of that stuff. But I do also understand what the, like, you know, these two things are not mutually exclusive. I also still agree with the woman who wrote in originally and had said that she was uncomfortable with her boyfriend spending all of this money on his ex's daughter. I think that there needs to, there could be a boundary that is sorted out, um, because you're right. I don't think that you need to completely cut people out of your life. And, and I'm friends with a lot of my exes and I would, I don't think that I would ever cut them out of my life. They were special people to me. They still are special people. And, you know, the, just because you're friends with an ex doesn't mean that you're romantically involved in them, you know, a- afterward. Um, so that is possible to have just a friendship with an ex or an ex-wife, ex-wife you know, whatever um but i think that if if she's uncomfortable especially hearing from you i think that this could be helpful because it might if it were me that wrote in the email to begin with i would feel a lot more relaxed hearing this from your perspective um but if you're uncomfortable also just set a boundary maybe set a budget for the next holiday or the next birthday where he's planning on you know, buying her a gift and maybe make sure that, cause he also didn't tell her that he bought this girl a gift, which I think was a reason why she was really upset. Um, so maybe make sure that he tells you from now on and that he can spend X amount of dollars and he's not dropping, you know, he's not dropping too much. And also I think that if he is going to continue to be in her life, um, it might be nice if you guys met. Because you know, a lot of times we build up these things in our head, and we think everybody's trying to like, you know, steal our man from us, and then we end up meeting these girls, and they're just like nice little sweeties. So don't, you know, maybe if he's going to have a relationship with them, you could, you can too, you know. All right, let's do. I'm just going to click on one of the emails that we did um, before. This is from the girl who wanted to know if she should break up with her boyfriend. So the fuck, Mary kill is when a guy has addition. Multiple towels, multiple pairs of sheets, and a bath mat. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Ooh, and then she gave a fuck, Mary kill. Impossible addition. Oh no, this one is impossible. Okay, um, let's do the first one. Multiple towels, multiple pairs of sheets, and a bath mat. Okay, you need a bath mat. A bath mat is a need for me. Multiple towels is a need for me multiple pairs of sheets. It's nice. But if your sheets are clean, you could swing only having one pair, right? If you're going to take the sheets off once a week and throw them in the wash right away and then throw them back on the bed. Hey, who am I to judge? So I'm going to kill multiple pairs of sheets just because of practicality. I think that it's, it's more understandable to me. You, you need multiple towels because there's going to always, your towel is always going to be wet. And when are you going to fucking wash the goddamn thing? And it's going to smell and it's going to smell like shit. And it's going to be really bad. So I'm going to, which one am I going to marry? Am I going to marry the bath mat or am I going to marry the multiple towels? I think I'm going to marry the multiple towels. I'm going to marry the multiple towels and I'm going to fuck the bath mat because, the, the, you know, stepping on a bath mat at, when you get out of the shower is a real treat. So I think that I'm going to fuck that one. And then the fuck, Mary kill, impossible edition is Brad Pitt, Michael B. Jordan, and The Rock. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Okay. <sighs> Michael B. Jordan's got to go. All right. I, uh, you know, I love him. You know how I feel about him. You know, I think he's absolutely stunning and gorgeous, but he's gotta go. All right. He hasn't been around in my mind. He hasn't been around rattling around in my brain as long as Dwayne and as long as Brad. So I'm going to marry the rock because I mean, he just seems like the perfect guy His personality is just so wonderful. I think that he would really, really boost the morale in the house. I think he would constantly be making me in a good mood and his little smile would really just make my whole day. So I'm going to go ahead and not to mention, I would make him carry me around as part of his, you know, daily routine, you know, his daily exercise routine. I would say the second I woke up, I would go, I'm ready. And then he would pick me up and he would carry me around and maybe even put me in like a little Bjorn. And, you know, feed me his little coconut pancakes that he makes with his little coconuts, right? How cute is that? He loves coconut. I love him. That's my man. So I'm marrying the rock. I'm fucking Brad Pitt. No cap no cap sister. If I see Brad Pitt, we it's happening. Okay. It's going down. I love that man. And and he Fox Brad Pitt Fox. I mean, and that, the, there's no question. There's no question. And, 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 you know, he does too. Cause he's got a little something. There's something about him. He's got a little mystery there. You're wondering what's going on behind those gorgeous eyes and behind that gorgeous smile, you know, and he's never lost his thing. Somebody like Johnny Depp, you kind of go, oh. you know, he really, he was great. And he, you know, I'm not taking anything away from him, but you look at, you look at Brad, come on. You fucking Brad, You're, you got to kill Michael B. Jordan. He hasn't earned, he hasn't earned it yet to not be killed compared to these two. He hasn't, he hasn't been around long enough. You know, the rock, I wanted to fuck the rock when Michael B. Jordan was five years old. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's just he he earned it because he's been around longer and he's been hot longer. I think the first crush that I had on the well, the first crush that I ever had on a man was Dwayne the Rock Johnson, um, which you all know. And I'm just going to tell the story one more time. But I believe it was actually World Wrestling Federation 1996. So it's been a it's been a long time I've been invested in this guy. So we're we getting married? We're getting married? We're getting married? Anywho, thank you guys so much for writing in and I hope you have a great week and everybody's safe and healthy and happy. And I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. We will see you next week. Bye.